everyone. Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett as he takes a look back at Sunday's loss in Baltimore. Plus, I'll have an injury update and Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. In case you missed it last week, we are giving away a $100 gift card to the Denver Broncos team store. So make sure to enter for a chance to win on denverbroncos.com slash podcast slash Broncos now. And on to the news of the day. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett spoke to the media this afternoon as the Broncos now sit at three and nine. Denver lost 10 to nine in Baltimore on Sunday and coach Hackett spoke on losing another close game and why they haven't been able to finish these games. I mean, we, we got to score more points, and we, we had a couple explosive plays. I thought uh, we were backed up a couple times. I thought the offense did a great job getting it out. It's hard to score from that long of a field, but we got it to the 50, and then we were in an advantageous uh, part of the field, and we couldn't finish. We got the turnover on the 40-yard line. I mean, we have to get at least a first down or two to get some more points, and uh, and we didn't, and, and that's – uh, across the board, that's the fundamentals. That's all the different things that we keep continually talk about on offense that we have to be better at, whether it's attacking our landmarks, whether it's running a better route, all those different things. Coach Jack had also talked about the defense's performance on Sunday and what he saw on the Ravens' final drive of the game that led to that game-winning touchdown. Yeah, we have to score more points. We can't put them in that position. That's what I would say first. I mean, to not score a touchdown, uh, to only have nine points, uh, that's us as a team. We, we win and lose together, and, and we have to be better from an offensive standpoint, special teams across the board. And then for the defense in that situation, uh, they had the long field. I don't think it was necessarily that anybody was trying to be here or anything like that. Just some things started not going our way, whether it be we had a great third and one stop, uh, had a chance to stop that fourth and one, had to close a couple gaps on the backside, and um, they, they found a little seam there and, and got the couple inches that they needed. And then we had two penalties in those situations. And, uh, you know, Pat's trying to make a play. He's just trying to cover it up. And uh, and then we had the unnecessary roughness. So those, those I think, accounted for about 38 yards. And, I mean, that's, that's the game of football. Unfortunately, it happened at the last drive instead of earlier. And last but not least, Coach Hackett touched on the amount of injuries this team has seen this season and discussed what the team's mindset is despite those. Uh, I mean, it's part of the game. I mean, people get injured. Uh, for us, it happens that it's a lot more than usual. And uh, for us, we have to get the next guy ready. It starts with coaching, getting those guys ready to go out there and play at a high level. Uh, that's what we have to do. There, it's, it's not an excuse because you still have to win the game. We all want to win the game. We all think we can. We've been very close to winning a lot of games. Uh, we just have to get everybody to push through and be able to finish that game off with whoever's out there. And it's the next man up. A lot of guys are getting some great experience. And I give those guys credit for getting themselves ready to go out there and play. And as we wrap up the top news of the day, Coach Hackett updated us on Cortland Sutton. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury, and Coach Hackett said today that he will be day-to-day. -day. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala for a game recap. Eric, appreciate you joining me again. Another tough Monday here at the team headquarters. Uh, yeah, you're right, Sydney. Well, Eric, I want to look at the defense first today. I feel like the defense honestly did everything they could, you know, dominated for majority of the game. Unfortunately, they did give up that game-winning touchdown on the, the Ravens' last drive there. I know we heard from Justin Simmons in the locker room after the game. This defense kind of feels like, you know, they're taking the blame for this loss. Yeah, and, you know, they're putting that on their own shoulders. Yeah. Um, obviously, 
Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, they're not blaming the defense for this at all. Um, and I know the defense feels responsible because they did have a chance there with, you know, you make one more stop and this game is probably over. Mm -hmm. um, had a couple of fourth down situations where the Broncos maybe could have gotten off the field and ended this thing. A couple penalties, one, I think, an unnecessary roughness on Alex Singleton. And then, of course, um, uh, pass interference. It was probably a good call on Pat Sertan. Um, but just chances for the Broncos to end this thing, and, and they couldn't do it. But, Sydney, we've said it all year. The defense is playing well enough to win football games. And so while I appreciate Justin Simmons and Deshaun Williams and whoever else saying, hey, we, we accept responsibility, it's hard for me to look at the defense and say in any way that this is their fault. I saw a stat that uh, this is the first time since 1995 where a team won the – forced two turnovers, didn't have – a turnover themselves right. um, allowed 10 points or fewer and lost the football game. And it's happened hundreds of times where a team has done that. The Broncos are the first team to lose that game. And it's only happened, you know, less than 10 times in the history of the league. So that shows you how rare uh, what happened yesterday is, but that's just kind of where the Broncos are right now. They're finding unfortunately ways to lose instead of ways to win. You mentioned those two turnovers. It was really nice to see Justin Simmons get those two interceptions. I know he's a guy that really preaches on takeaways each week. But, you know, kind of like you mentioned, this offense really wasn't able to capitalize on those. Yeah, the, the second interception, obviously a bad decision by right. the Ravens receiver to throw that pass. Um, probably one of the easier interceptions Justin Simmons will ever come up with. But mm -hmm. the, the first one was a great play. Yep. Uh, cut under Mark Andrews, made a really athletic uh, read there and put the Broncos in good field position, mm -hmm. I think at the Baltimore 40-yard line. Right. And at that point, you've got to be able to go down and score a touchdown. And you're up, I believe, 6-3 at that point. If you go down and score a touchdown and you're up 10 points, the game's probably over. Instead, um, the Broncos are only able to gain, I think, eight yards there on a third down play. Um, Brandon McManus ends up making a 50-yard field goal, but you keep the Ravens within one possession. And I think, Sydney, something we've seen too much of this year is that when the Broncos have had a chance to put teams away, they haven't been able to do it. So I think back to that Colts game. I yeah. think back to, you know, a 10 nothing lead against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. You think back to a 10 nothing lead against the Titans. Um, you think back to a lead against the Raiders at home where, you know, you've got a chance before halftime to push it to a 10-point lead. Uh, the Broncos have had a lot of one-possession games, and unfortunately – um, a lot of those have been in situations where the Broncos have shouldn't should never have been in those situations where they could have put this game away in a certain uh, situation, and this was another one like that where if the Broncos are able to find a way to score a touchdown there, or before the end of the first half when they kicked a field goal, if you're able to to get that first down uh, and then able to score a touchdown there, it changes the complexion of the game. The Ravens probably have to get away from what they want to do offensively with a backup quarterback, which plays into your defense's hands. For sure. Those sorts of things are where the Broncos need to take that next step where, Sydney, if you've got your foot down on them, you got to finish the job. And unfortunately, the Broncos have not been able to do that. Well, Eric, you know, we talked last week a lot about this pass rush, you know, heading yep. into this game on Sunday. They only had two sacks in the past three games, I believe, but recorded four um, versus uh, the Ravens on Sunday. What did you really like about that unit's performance? Yeah, they did a nice job getting pressure, and I think especially when Lamar was in there, they were almost yeah. more effective with the pass rush. Um, and I don't know if he was limited at all with the quad injury that popped up earlier in the week. Right. Um, but they, you know, they brought pressure, and even when 
they didn't get there for a sack. They made life difficult on the quarterback, um, forced some incompletions, uh, you know, forced them, them to check down short of the sticks on some third downs. Yeah. So the pass rush was really effective. Um, it came from a variety of different guys, which was good to see. The Broncos brought some pressure uh, on blitzes. They also got there at times with just their normal rush. Um, so those things were encouraging, and they'll need to keep that up, obviously, if, as they move forward. Um, would like to see Nick Benito maybe get a little bit more involved. I think only one snap um, at this point in the season. Maybe it's time to see some young guys play a little bit more. Um, so maybe time to get him some run as we uh, move closer to the end of the season. Yeah, looking more at this offense. I know after the game yesterday, Russell Wilson talked a lot about this being one of the most, the most difficult season for him so far in his career. You know, he said he's never lost this many games before, but We saw this offense, you know, continue to struggle on third down. You know, weren't able to find the end zone again. A lot of missed opportunities. Kind of just what were, I guess, your main takeaways from this offense's performance? Yeah, I mean, I thought the the plan I thought was good. Um, More tight formations, more two tight end stuff. They were committed to the run game, which um, you then saw kind of later in the first quarter, second quarter, opened up play action. Right. it just things aren't quite clicking still, especially on third down. Mm-hmm. The Broncos two of twelve on third down. I mean, obviously you've got to be better there, yeah. um, and it, it just comes down to the fact that when you have these opportunities and these good drives, and you get down near the thirty or forty yard line, you've got to find a way to make one or two more plays to score a touchdown instead of settling for three points. Um, and you know, I think Russell. He probably had one of his better games just in terms of completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously tried to will the team to a last-second field goal there, yeah. took a big hit. So he went down the center of the field. But mm-hmm. you just need one or two more plays here or there from guys, explosive plays. Um, and it was tricky yesterday because you had some third and longs where Jerry Judy wasn't out there because he was on a snap count. Cortland Sutton wasn't out there because of a hamstring injury. And so you've got Brandon Johnson, Kendall Hinton, Jalen Virgil, Montreal Washington as your available receivers. And, and those guys are trying as hard as they possibly can, but it just doesn't stress the defense the same way that Jerry right. Judy does. And, right. you know, Jerry played 20 plays and had four catches. And so that shows how often wow. they looked for him when he was out there. But um, it's kind of a mix right now of, from a, you know not being able to click in terms of what you are running and then not having the personnel out there that you need to make things work. Yeah, makes sense. Well, it seemed like a bright spot on offense was Greg Dulcich. Yep. He got a lot of opportunities. He, him and Russell seemed to have nice chemistry out there. How do you want to see him them use him more and work him more into the game plan? Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett talks about that a little bit after the game because yeah. um, I asked him about those tight formations that they were using, those – you know, two tight end sets. And he said, we thought we had an advantage there using Greg Dulcich as a slot receiver. Um, That's kind of what we talked about for a long time here. Um, It seems like they're leaning into that a little bit more. I'd hope we can see that continue because, you know, when you do that well, Sydney, you know, I'm pulling it up right now, but when, when you do that well, you can control the clock. And so that first field goal drive for the Broncos, they held the ball for almost six minutes. And so especially when you play a team that has an explosive offense, like the Ravens do with Lamar, obviously. And then, like the Chiefs will this weekend, if you can run the ball well, if you can get some play action passes, a few chunk plays, but really grind the clock, Mm -hmm. that's going to play out in your favor. And so I'd say hopefully more of those formations in general. And then Greg Dulcich, uh, the mismatch he has against a linebacker is obviously pretty significant. And so I think they'd try to keep feeding him. I I was impressed that he kind of bounced back a little bit. 
mentioned the Chiefs. You know, they're coming to town this weekend. What do you think is the focus this week as, you know, the Broncos are on a four-game losing streak and heading into a really tough matchup? Yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, I think Deshaun Williams said it in the locker room. You've got to play for pride. You've got to play for the, the guy next to you. Um, you've got to play to put good tape out there. I mean, all, all sorts of things are important. I do think, despite the season going really poorly, it would help the Broncos if they could just get rid of this streak somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, well, we're up to 13 games now. It's been talked about. For, you know, extensively every time the Broncos yeah. have played the Chiefs and it'll surely be a storyline this week of, hey, you're not very good, but can you, you know, end this streak and uh, prove that you're competitive in the AFC West? I mean, it it just would be nice to go into next season when things are, um, when you've got more of a chance to make the playoffs and not have to deal with this storyline. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe they're able to do that, uh, but it's going to take a complete team effort. Obviously, you're not going to be at the Kansas City Chiefs with nine points. Uh, yeah. So the Broncos have to find a way to score touchdowns. Um, and listen, it, hopefully it clicks at some point and uh, this will be a good week for it to happen. Yeah. It would. All right. Well, fingers crossed, Eric, always appreciate your time and your insight. Yeah, of course. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos. Now Broncos country. Thanks so much for tuning in today and every day. Don't forget to enter for a chance to win that $100 gift card to the Denver Broncos team store. You can find the form on denverbroncos.com slash podcast slash Broncos. Now I will see you all right back here on the Denver Broncos podcast network and YouTube tomorrow evening for another episode. See you guys then.